My name's Elaine Brewer-White. I am a clay sculptor, and I'm also passionate about all things creative. This podcast is about all kinds of artists and the how and the why they create. I talk to painters and poets and actors, musicians, novelists, clothing designers, leather makers, jewelers, potters, and there is also often wine involved. The goal is to celebrate art and artists and, and maybe even inspire us onto our own creative path. So, this week's episode, a great conversation with Hornby Island potter Rochelle Chinnery, episode number 14. I would like to welcome Rochelle Chinnery, wonderful, marvelous potter on Hornby Island, to Creatives Uncorked. Hello, Rochelle. <laughs> Hi, Elaine. There <laughs> Thank you for the invite. How, yeah. how can I refuse? Creatives Uncorked, are you kidding me? <laughs> right I mean it's international (laughs) sensation (laughs) I did hear the other day that someone in New York is listening which is pretty cool so you just never know they can come from anywhere that's the the idea right exactly put up a podcast and yeah see who comes and I'm on Spotify so you know you know you've made it if you're on Spotify me and the Beatles right (laughs) I didn't know that We usually talk about wine at first, so I'm, I'll just get clear the decks with mine because I'm having a Cabernet Franc, Cab Franc, 2018 from the Hatch, which is in West Kelowna. It's one of my favorite that little groovy funky. wineries. It's really funky winery if you, if, when you go off the highway. So, cheers! And what are you having? And what a lovely little glug! I wish I had saved mine to to glug into the Christmas. Glug. <laughs> so what I have. Yeah. Oh. There's no glug. This is glug free. Yeah. So what I'm having is a rose mead. Oh. So we have a, a meadery. Yeah, we've got a meadery uh, up the mountain on Hornby. Cool. And um, they do this beautiful blend of, well, I guess it's it's roses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's rose. Yeah. It's rose petal infused mead. Wow. And it's a kind of hypnotic elixir. So it, it's sweet. You know, it is sweet. It's made from honey, um, but it, right? Yeah. It's made from it's made from honey, but it's fermented yeah. honey, so it's a yes. mead, but with you know roses, wild wow. roses. Oh, oh, cheers, cheers! All right, mm-hmm. it's called uh, rose mead. So the meadery, <laughs> not meadery. The meadery is the Hornby. Yeah, it's the Hornby Island meadery. I think that's Hornby Island oh. meadery. I'm pretty sure Island oh. mead. Yeah. All right. I just <laughs> well, uh, cheers. And, and it's a golden cheers. just so that people it's a gold it's a beautiful like it's actually amber colored isn't it it's beautiful yeah, it's kind color. of pinky amber yeah i think yeah. there's a bit of a color on here but Very pinky beautiful. amber and uh, yeah it's lovely so cheers okay cheers yeah we'll have our first hmm. there we go hmm. okay oh i'm feeling better already <laughs> <laughs> same ah oh, crazy day so so you're on hornby island now you need to tell everyone where that is it, it's my yeah. favorite island. I've been there many times. Well, you have a, a, a relation here, don't I you? I do. I have a nephew there. Probably the tallest man on the island. Michael. He probably, I think he might be. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> yeah. So Hornby Island is one of the northern Gulf Islands. I think it might be the first north, like where the division is of north-south. Yeah. It is, uh, it's on the east side of Denman Island. So it's two, it's the second island away from Vancouver Island. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a, it, it, it's one of the Gulf Islands. Yeah. It's an interesting thing about it is it's the last, it's the northernmost place where Arbutus and Gary Oak grow. Oh, 
Really? Yeah. I, I don't That's know about cool. Gary Oak. That might be a bald faced lie actually. Um, <laughs> but it is, I, I'm pretty sure it's the last place where Arbutus grow on the Gulf Islands. Oh, wow. Going up. Yeah. So it's gorgeous. That, oh, fantastic. And Arbutus are the, one of the most beautiful trees. They've got that red peeling bark and then the, the, yeah. the bright green hard leaves. Oh. Yeah. They're, they're, they almost, they remind me something like a, a, a eucalyptus but yeah. you know, that's yeah. a, a very different Canadian tree. Yeah. Right. So what brought you to Hornby Island? Cause I, I knew you, I met you first when you lived in the, on the mainland on, in Vancouver. Yeah. So what got you to, to move out? And I mean, it's not easy to get to, you have to take the one big ferry and then two little ferries yeah. to get to Hornby. So yeah, it's technically a rural and remote Island. That's mm-hmm. our, our sort of our, our the medical designation of it is rural oh, and remote. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you need a an, an ambulance, um, you know, if you need to go off Hornby, you go by air ambulance or maybe oh, ambulance. Wow. But okay. we're rural and remote. Right. Uh, very difficult to get to. And um, yeah, why did I come here? That you know, I every once in a while I I, I find myself reflecting on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's so far and it's yeah. just so it's so out of the way. Yeah, I was living in Vancouver. We were living in Vancouver and we just wanted to, you know, do some, live a simple, a simpler life, what we thought would be a simpler life, Ah. you know, take ourselves out of the big city and move into a small community and, you know, take it from there. So our lives did get a lot quieter in a lot of ways, but they got a lot more complicated. Ah. (laughs) You know, moving to a small (laughs) island, but um, the whole idea was for us to become part of a smaller place where we knew more people and yeah, could just be part of a smaller community. I mean, we, we knew lots of people in Vancouver. I mean, you know, the clay community in mm-hmm. Vancouver is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's kind of endless. It's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's huge yeah. and it, it goes all over BC. So it's not yes. like we didn't know a lot of people or, mm-hmm. but we just wanted to live somewhere that was, you know, closer to the water for one mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and just have that kind of a bring the noise down several mm-hmm. notches. Mm-hmm. And and we did that. It, I mean, yeah. it's a very quiet place, especially in the winter. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's yeah. the population? I know it like triples in the in the summer or something. But what's oh. the year-round population right now of, of Hornby Island? Yeah, the year-round population is something close to a thousand. Sort of, yeah. it, it fluctuates. Um, it does diminish quite a bit in the winter time because yeah. people, well, in the olden days when people could travel, uh, it seems like half the island goes to Mexico for the winter. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So it's very quiet in the winter time, and in the summertime, yeah, it more than triples. Mm-hmm. It it goes up. I've heard that some summers we've had as many as eight or ten thousand people here. Oh my god! I find that really hard to believe. Thousands of people yeah. of visitors come in the summertime. Yeah. It's very lively very lively so do you gear up for for with your selling of your work do you gear up for those summer months then it must be yeah I I do yeah it is really great I you know I I have I have mostly a commercial practice I make work to Mm -hmm. to sell work Mm -hmm. and the summer months are when I sell most of my work Mm -hmm. Um, you know in the winter time that's when I make the work that is less commercial yeah. That, that's where the art practice takes over right oh, but, that's um, nice balance yeah yeah it, it's a really nice balance you know summer's really short mm-hmm. you know it's I mean we have a, a mild climate but the actual summer summer is short it's mm-hmm. it's from you know June to late August and that's it yeah so and then the rest of the time you know it's just quiet and beautiful yeah <laughs> so, yeah 
you know, yeah, no yeah, kidding. So oh. been here. Have you come up in the off season? I have. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. in a couple of different times a year, but it, it's just so it, there's something magic, magical about that Island. And yeah. I can under totally understand why you would want to live there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 To, to just see that the, that open ocean and some of those beaches and the, they have the, the what's that beach with the sandstone, um, the walls that are all carved in and out of. Oh. Yeah. That it's uh, it's a type of rock called that's called Tifoni, T-A-F-O-N-I. And it's there's there's a few different places. So if you go to hmm. Big Tribune Bay, which is the big sandy That's the one beach. I was thinking of Tribune. Yeah. So one side of that beach is well, actually both sides, both where the crescent comes in, both of those hmm. sides have that type of rock. But then you find it all all around the island as well. Oh, so it's just, just so it's, cool. It's, it's very, it's very sculptural. Yeah. And see, I remember going to Hornby Island uh, when I was in art school. Sally Michener brought a bunch of us over because the right. island was full of artists and yeah. potters. Like you are carrying on the tradition of like the Wayne Angs and the, uh, there's uh, how many potters are on the island right now? Well, I know Wayne's passed, but yeah, Wayne's passed. Yeah, just just recently. Um, yeah. there are. I'm going to count. Mm, there's probably six or seven. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a number of potters and, and people are doing really different work than, than was done in, in Wayne's day. Like Wayne was yes. more of a, you know, the, the Bernard Leach sort of traditional yeah. book. He did a lot of work that was very much not of that tradition too. It was more mm-hmm. cultural work, wasn't that way at all. Now there's a, there's a lot of women. There's mm-hmm. a number of uh, women doing ceramic work here and it's a, a full range like it's a mm. full range it's just you know it is what it is everywhere else it's yeah. you know, people doing hand-built work um, yeah. you know colorful uh slip painted stoneware or you know slip painted porcelain which is what i'm doing yeah uh, there's a whole there's a whole range of work it's it is really interesting Isn't now that cool that there's mm-hmm. that kind of community on that in on that small of an island so, yeah yeah well, it's an arts island right yes, it, it, it is, is an arts yeah. island it's it's the it is yeah. in fact the um the our largest industry on the island is the arts isn't that yeah. wonderful so the people arts. come there for that too absolutely yeah they do and we're just uh just now we're involved in building a new art center here well not yes. a new art center. we've never had an art center we have wow. we've had smaller art galleries but we're building an actual it's smallish you know it's yeah. 4,500 square feet which seems like a giganto building for us but yeah. It is, yeah. it's it's going to be a multi multi-purpose dedicated to the arts so yeah, yeah we are very excited about that well and they have a lot of music too on the island like with that they have a blues festival on the island don't they and a, and yeah. a blues yeah that's been going on for yeah. quite a year a long time festival and um tony wilson has a festival here it's no horses we have Mm. um, the summer festival with all all different kinds of um music you know world music folk music we have Mm -hmm. a lot of independent musicians who live here and who record here Mm -hmm. Um, mark atkinson has his recording studio here oh my gosh it's it's just filled it's chock-a-block yeah, yeah. so <laughs> oh, what a wonderful community then that that you're a part of like you can and because you can be anywhere now you can live anywhere and produce your art now for you because it's te- it's it's a tangible thing you have to make sure when you go to get supplies that you have supplies for you can't just yeah yeah for the yeah. duration yeah yeah no that's things right. like that 
take more yeah. planning, I guess. Definitely. I mean, I, I mean, you know what it is to get clay. You have to think yeah. about it, you know, yeah. get a low, get a pallet and, and bring it up. You know, Island Potters is just down Island and I, I get, I get my clay from them, but you know, in the pandemic, my main clay is now no longer available to me. Because, oh. Yeah. All the colleges, of course, their, their programs closed right. during the pandemic. So they get their clay from uh, Tacoma. Like they use a lot of Darcy's right. red, red clay, right? And my clay piggybacks on that order. And oh. it's, it's one of the very few that come from there. So it goes, you know, from England to Tacoma to, to here. So no, no <laughs> college programs, no, no English growling. <laughs> Oh, isn't that crazy? It's pretty crazy. So I've had to wow. look at different, you know, do, doing different work altogether. I mean, I still do a bit of the carve, the carve mm -hmm. work because I, I actually, I have six boxes left, super precious right now. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking through what I'm doing with it, but you know, and, and hopefully ceramic programs will open up pretty soon and yeah. I'll be able to get yeah, that clay, but wow, isn't I never thought that would happen. So mm -hmm. let's talk a bit about your actual work. So give people yeah. a visual. So you work with porcelain. I do. And which, and, and this, because this podcast doesn't just go out to potters, it goes out to mm -hmm. everyone. So, and it's about the, you know, our creative unconscious and how we work with it, but to give a, a really simple explanation about what porcelain is. Yeah. So porcelain is just clay. It's a type of clay. Yeah. Um, but porcelain is the only clay that will uh, go completely, well, not complete. It's not glass. It will yeah, go yeah. translucent when yes. it's fired to its optimal temp temperature. Right. So when you look at a pottery cup and you hold it up to the light, the light won't pass through uh, a stoneware mm -hmm. cup or an earthenware cup, which are mm -hmm. other types of clays. Mm -hmm. But when you hold up a porcelain cup to the light, mm -hmm. the light will pass through it. That's the physical difference that you can, you can see with porcelain. Right. It's really translucent and yeah. it's the high, it's one of the highest fire clays. So, so what temperature do you fire at? Yeah, well, I I use a mid-fire porcelain. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, which uh, which you know the purists say isn't a real porcelain, but it. Oh, what it, do they know? Please. What do they? Well, you know, what do the experts know, right? right. What, do, what do they know? I you moved to Hornby to get away from those people, right? <laughs> I moved to Hornby to be the expert on porcelain. Yeah. <laughs> so I will tell you what right. porcelain is. Right. Yeah. So my my porcelain is perfectly translucent if you put okay. the porcelain that i use beside a very high fire porcelain like a yeah. you know cone you know 10 whatever you know dental yeah. work type yeah actually that's a lower fire porcelain i think that hmm. dental anyway i don't know anything about that so i won't go there but yeah yeah porcelain uh, yeah for te making teeth, teeth they use porcelain right? yeah <laughs> exactly uh and car parts too they make Re their yeah. car parts so it's very very strong clay but the clay that I use is, uh, it's a mid fire. So it fires to cone six and a little bit higher. Like I take it up closer to a cone seven. Okay. What temperature um, would that be for like what people 12, that don't know? 20, like over 12, 22. I go over that. I, I go over the cone six temperature Celsius. Okay. And, um, Celsius, and yes. it's perfect. It's perfectly translucent. It's beautiful. It's like, a, it's, yeah. it's like, it's like a milky glass. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it actually does look like. It's a milky mm -hmm. glass. Oh, it's beautiful. It's and then your way. process and what you're known for is you create the, the vessel and then you carve into it. That's so right. Make, yeah. Yeah. And so then it's, it's a just... repeat carving. It's a, it's a repeat, a repeat iterative process where it's the same line. It's a, a curvilinear line mm -hmm. and carve in a series of lines that are, uh, they're a kind of vocabulary mm -hmm. of the same line. So mm -hmm. it's, 
when you look at um, when the tide goes out and you see those ripples in the sand, Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like that. Or with oh. bird feathers, you know, there's there's a certain line patterning. Yes. It, yes. it actually shows up in just about it, uh, just about everything. A- anything yeah. organic, that patterning shows up. So it's this kind of oh, flow, okay. the flow patterning. That's very mm-hmm. interesting. I wonder where you got your inspiration from. So that was you're seeing this in nature, and then mm-hmm. you re- yeah, and it repeats and it sort of morphs and then changes and yeah, yeah, I yeah, thicker, thinner denser looser and moving and moving yeah movement in it yeah yeah your cups are so beautiful because they do look like they're moving gordon my husband brought me home a um a a cup a couple years ago when he was on hornby island visiting but it wasn't one of the carved cups but it was i do remember that i i remember the conversation with him because i remember him yeah i remember that conversation oh okay (laughs) it was a colorful cup wasn't it 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 had color in it it was gold I think. with gold and yeah. some red on it yes no it's one of my favorites yeah i love it so okay so after you besides the carving then explain more how the treatment that i've been seeing with your recent stuff you're doing imagery in it and you're putting some gold is it gold leaf or what are you putting they're gold decals yeah okay so, so with the new work uh i mean i've been i've been working on this the, the colorful work for about five years now i guess i had to take a break from carving because I had a, a degenerative condition in oh, my thumb. Like carpal tunnel wrist. or something? Yeah, well, it was it was that plus there was a little bit of arthritis and it was a whole oh, bunch yeah. of stuff. And so I had to take almost two years off from carving. Oh, no. But, you know, I have a studio and I make my living with ceramics. So yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. up with something else. Yeah, what do you so do? I spent some time. Yeah, so I spent some time working out this painterly that I do that is it's the same porcelain I Mm -hmm. I use that porcelain and and I use some other porcelains now as well Mm -hmm. and I use color slips so Mm -hmm. it's a you know the thin colored colored clay in addition to that I use multiple layers of colored glaze so there's sort of a watercolory abstract little miniature abstract paintings yeah and um that are usually encircled or enhanced with black strokes and then on top so so then that's a fire so there's two three sometimes four firings and then on top of that i apply a gold decal so Mm. my other interest here besides ceramics is photography Mm -hmm. so i go out and i get images from wherever mostly the natural world flora Mm -hmm. and fauna and i get gold decals silkscreen gold decals made so i take oh, these okay. i send them off to um, a lovely uh, couple in new york who have a huh. custom decal printing company and they print my my gold decals for me. so the 22 karat gold i get wow. them mailed. wow <laughs> like a stick on tattoo right there there you get the image of a stick on tattoo you stick the tattoo uh yeah. the decal onto the ceramic piece and then you fire it so that's the fourth or fifth firing. And then you you end up with this beautiful, lustrous gold image superimposed on the yeah. painting on the on the, the oh. vessel. So how yeah. many firings do you do for well for the most basic ones it's three? And okay. for others it can be up to four or five, depending oh, wow. if I want to just add a little bit more color, a little bit more color. I'm just yes. I'm kind of experimenting yeah. with just doing just adding colors and seeing what kind of depth I can get with just the one glaze. I'm not yes. I'm really not adventurous um, when it comes to glazes. So I'm mm. I, I have a I have a very narrow palette mm-hmm. and I only use 
about maybe three different kinds of glazes and a few Mm -hmm. different kinds of slips and then and then the gold so sometimes some gold luster painted on you know and then other times the gold decals yeah oh yeah they're stunning they're stunning and then to combine all that so your inspiration obviously comes from where you live so you're saying and your your instagram feed is beautiful besides your work then uh-huh. you're posting these photos that you're taking of everything from lichen to yeah like the waves in the Seaweed. sand yeah <laughs> so photogra- photographs yeah. yeah yeah so what what kind of things like what do you go in search of when you're when you're walking around I mean you obviously know the island inside and out so what are you looking for yeah it you know I um I really gravitate to things close up Mm -hmm. so I really gravitate to taking a very close look at things that are just very ordinary I I, um, Mm. a few years ago I really became quite hypnotized uh, with seaweed the older and the more rotten the seaweed Mm -hmm. (laughs) the more interesting it gets yeah Um, yeah. it you know it dissolves and then it it just it it takes its place in the water and these these kind of twisted um, yeah. these beautiful kind of silken knots yeah and then, of course it's it's on it's in the water so there there are re- reflections from the clouds and the sky and the water yeah. and then these silken you know these emerging silken um, bits of seaweed that yeah. read like textiles in the in the photograph like you, yes, you look at it you're not really sure what you're looking at so I spend a lot of time in the winter time you know low low to the ground at the the edge of the water looking mm-hmm. into these little seaweed landscapes and yeah. it, I, I just I find it incredibly meditative and just calming and you know, I, I feel like I enter a whole different world mm-hmm. when, when I look at the rotting seaweed. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like you're creating a whole landscape within mm-hmm. that microcosm. Or, or, yeah, you're going mm-hmm. so close. It looks giant. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the, those and colors too. I, I, that's one thing I gravitated towards because mm-hmm. the colors that you were finding were just really beautiful. They are there. And, you know, I, I do, I do color enhance some of the photographs. I mean, some of them, I really, you know, I re- I really abstract the colors, mm-hmm. but some of them, not so much. They don't, they don't even really need it. You know, these beautiful uh, fuchsia pinks and these mm-hmm. opalescent cream colors. And it's, yeah, it, it really is an unexpected, a completely unexpected world. Mm-hmm not even living it's not living well it is living but it's mostly dying yeah, yeah. It's, it's raw you know it's in transition yeah it's in transition exactly yeah, yeah it's just beautiful mm. stuff and there's so many different kinds of seaweed that it it really shows mm. up in different ways yeah it's beautiful mm, that's fantastic so this the winter time you spend it like like you said then there's only about a thousand people on the island if that year round there's a co-op that's open there's and you're building the new art center but this must be a, a time not unlike living in the city you're really much so much more isolated it's a lot more time for introspection and and do you look forward to that after the craziness of the summer yeah I really do I I know that um a lot of people on the island really dread that quiet mm. which is why they go to Mexico you know, I mean, some, we, honestly, you know, some people that like September comes and they're gone mm. um, because they've spent winters here and they know how they are with it. And it, yeah. it, it's not good. 
Um, but for me, I really like the quiet. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't play music in my studio usually. Like I like quiet, mm. I like quiet, period. So to go out and be able to go to some of these beautiful places on the island when there's no one there, like not, mm-hmm. not another islander, there's no one. You can mm-hmm. find yourself alone in these places and uh, or just with a few other people. Um, it's so hard to find to be alone anymore. It's, it's, it's so hard it's to find. Not- it's really hard to find. Yeah, it is. And so if you like that, and I do, I like the time to think I like time to reflect, I, you know, I go to bed early, I get up early. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind the dark. I like my own thought company. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like working on photographs quietly. I have my studio practice. But you know, if you don't have interests, like a mm-hmm. lot of interests all lined up, your mental health can take a real nosedive here in the wintertime. And, and it does like there yeah. people struggle. A lot of people live alone here. I don't live alone. I, you know, I'm, I'm married. I have a husband, but a lot of people live alone here mm-hmm. and it, and it's hard, you know, it's hard to be really hard. I mean, it really speaks to the pandemic, doesn't it? Where we've all been in lockdown, we've all been isolated. So all these same issues are starting to express themselves. Yeah you know, that people are so happy to see other people now. And we're, we're starting to, to come out of our, our little cocoons. But I, I think that aloneness, a lot of people have been really challenged with what am I going to do day after day after day, same thing. And we're, we're like you said, yeah, we're lucky. We have like, I have never, had, I haven't stopped moving. It's <laughs> right. one yeah. reason I did the podcast. Okay, you're going to sit now. <laughs> you're gonna talk to someone interesting yes (laughs) Hmm. Uh, now you're how long have you lived on on hornby now it's been 15 years full time did you build a studio or did you find something that was all set for you we built everything oh everything we we put a down payment on a half acre because that was all we could afford yeah and uh we started to build here and then we were going back and forth you know after the first eight hours there, eight hours back, eight oh, hours, you know, that, yeah. like that back and forth building, yeah. we, we would never get anything done. Yeah. So yeah. we had a bit of a building party. We got it more or less to lock up and uh-huh. then we moved in. Good. Okay. And then you <laughs> did the finishing. Yeah. We did. Well, no, it's not finished. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, she says, we, casting a glance to someone who's not I, in the picture. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, no, we haven't. Uh, we've been living in, in the construction. I mean, it's mostly finished now, yeah, you know, yeah. 15 years later, but yeah. um, we, we lived in construction the whole time. Like we <sighs> spent wow. the first winter with no insulation in the walls. <gasps> because we didn't because we had to put the electrical in before we put the the insulation in and then we had to have the electrical inspected so there was this whole series of reasons why we couldn't yeah put insulation yeah Yeah, so we were our first year we were hat like from (laughs) november until april oh my gosh clear breath we didn't have a kitchen we had an outdoor table where we did outdoor washing we had all kinds of we had um extension cords plugging into everything we were running the whole operation extension cords my studio was in a little crappy old atco trailer with the kiln that was under under a little um shelter that doug built for it oh we ran that on an extension cord too are you kidding like 220 wiring illegal wiring hooked up to the pole it was an absolute fire hazard. 
<laughs> it sounds so Hornby Island, though. <laughs> totally, yeah. And everyone here was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> you know, so we lived like that for three years. And then we built my studio. Yeah. And I had that for my, you know, my my 50th birthday. That was ready for that. So Awesome. Awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. good. That's a good goal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was super challenging. It was really challenging. Wow. Yeah. Was there ever a moment you went, you know, why don't we just go back to Vancouver? Well, I, we never said that, but it was a kind of, why, why don't we just get out of here? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? But we didn't have any other, like we wanted to be here, Yeah. but we didn't want to go back to the city, yeah. but it was, it was really challenging. You know, it was super challenging. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like it. Mm -hmm. Well, now, now you're one of the Islanders. Do you feel when you come off Island, do you get any anxiety up, you know, at the big city after a few days or? No, I, I actually really, um, you know, well, I haven't been to Vancouver in years, actually, you know, we've, we've only been on a couple of vacations, but when we have gone away, it's just been fantastic. Oh, great. You know, gobble up the big city and yeah. go to the museums and yeah. you know, go to the art galleries. Yeah. But then I'm, I'm always happy to, to just come home to the quiet. Yeah. You know, it's it's you just look forward to it. Yeah. But my vacations now, when I dream of a vacation, it's a mm -hmm. big, busy city. Is it? <laughs> yeah. 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 And everybody else is madly booking their Air Airbnbs for Hornby Island. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm looking at the busiest, most urban, most art-stocked uh, city on the planet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you've described so well your approach to creativity. And I find it interesting that you like to work in the quiet. So there's no music. It's all quiet. You go searching for it and, and you're the best time is it if you're alone. So is that where you find your most inspiration? Like if, if things get busy, does your mind just sort of go in lockdown or, or. Yeah. If, if things get busy, I, I really have, um, I I'm predisposed to imploding a little bit. Ah. But I do yeah. actually have an anxiety condition. I need to clear the deck. Yeah, I need to focus and I do focus, you know, I'm, I, I am a very strong focuser, but if I have it where, you know, the phone starts ringing too much or I have mm -hmm. too many interruptions, my whole day is gone. I can't, mm -hmm. I can't recover that kind of sense of calm or that just, just that clearing, you know, yeah. I, I need a kind of a spaciousness in my thinking to, to just take on my, to just take on a day. If mm -hmm. I have, um, you know, I do a lot of work with the arts council here. And if we have a more, uh, a morning meeting, even if it, if it, if it's only two hours, mm -hmm. you know, my day is changed yeah. from having had that meeting because there's, there's still the conversations happening in your mind. And, yes. you know, so yeah. yeah. So winter time, I need to clear out big chunks of space mm -hmm. where I can just uh, self-regulate mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> and focus and get my, get some work done. And I need to plan. So mm -hmm. yeah, so having interruptions, even even just music changes. Mm -hmm. It's like having too many colors in the same space. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's sometimes it's just, there's just too much noise. There's too much visu visual noise. There's too much tactile noise. Like everything gets a bit uh, too stimulating. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just like to clear everything away and then just take a nice um, focused approach to what, whatever I'm doing. Oh yeah. Well, your work is so calming. Like that's what I've always found about your work. No, it is. It is where, 
No, truly that it like you could look at this work and you could really be taken into it like the carving work that, that I, I know you for. That, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And but that's interesting because that's what obviously that's your intention that comes out subconsciously and consciously. Right. That's what your intention is for. Yeah. So then you have these crazy few months where the the rest of the world comes to Hornby Island and which you depend on for selling. Right. And then how, but so do you just set yourself, do you sell from your studio or do you sell where, where does it all happen? Where did the sales all happen? Yeah, I have a little uh, greenhouse gallery in front of my studio. So I have a showroom, Um, but I, we have a market here. That's wonderful. We have a farm market. Yeah. Um, Really it's sort of a half gift gift market Mm -hmm. and um, all kinds of people come to that. And Mm -hmm. that is where the bulk of my sales are. I Mm -hmm. do sell from my studio, but um, you know, with the wonder of technology, you know, I use Square, mm-hmm. and uh, Square tells me that going to the market makes uh, gives me eighty percent of my customers are new are new first time customers. customers. Wow! It it is very much. Uh, I very much depend on on the market for yeah. new new customers. Yeah. But I, I do have repeat customers who who will phone me and make an appointment to come. So what I did have, discovered you. Yeah, yeah I, I did keep regular hours before the pandemic, but mm-hmm. um, then I, I just decided I, I, I can't do that. I can't just leave it open, you know. No, 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 by appointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that works, but it's um, it's steady and it's reliable. You know, when, when you know you've got a, a, a visiting market, you, you, you can make for that market. You know, mm-hmm. you make smaller yeah. work, you make work for weddings, you make, you know, you make, yeah. make a whole range. And then that allows um, a, a kind of a business model for mm-hmm. creative practice. Right. So, you know, I can build in a commercial practice within my bigger, my, you know, my larger yeah. practice. So. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And you need mm-hmm. both. I mean, yeah. I think, I think most people coming out of art schools nowadays are, are not, even though we understand, they understand what a production potter is, that's not what you are trained for anymore. No. No, and it, it yeah, you're you're right. It's uh, well, I don't I don't know if I don't know if anyone was ever trained for that. I mean, even um, you know when when I was going to Emily Carr to to Sheridan, nobody was looking at any kind of business model of anything. No, and no. even though everyone's plan was, you know, when I leave here, I'm going to sell my pots, I'm going to do you know that kind of thing, but it's a whole other thing. One in a hundred is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That, that's what we are you know yeah. that, that is what we are if we mm-hmm. if we have a business with a creative practice mm-hmm. um, if you have a business if you're self-employed in anything let mm-hmm. alone in a creative practice you have to rely on yourself to be motivated you have mm-hmm. to get going you don't yeah. have a you know that that's not an option you have to go to yeah. work yeah you don't have days where you say oh you know like I can't get inspired. Yeah, no, no, yeah. sorry. No, no, that's sorry. Just go and, you know, put something together, do it properly, do it well, mm-hmm. you know, do it like you mean it, even if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to find ways of making objects that you can stand behind. Because mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we make we make work that we don't like. And I can't stand in front of someone mm-hmm. and have them look at work that I don't like, right? So I, yes. I don't make that work. You know, I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't do that. I, I, I know yeah. that it does happen. And some people could do that. I, I really can't like I am not yeah. kind of, you know, business owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, the, there's the difference. Yeah, that if, if it's a business, or it's a passion, and you have to somehow right. blend them to support yourself. 
yeah. because there's nothing better than spending your whole day in this. I had a class this afternoon and one of my students was saying, so how, how, how much time do you spend in your studio? And I said, oh, an average six to eight hours a day. And that's probably six or seven days a week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, it's just a fact of life. It's just that that's what you have to do. But most of the time, I don't think I'm at work. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that that is the beauty of, as far as I'm concerned, all self-employment should be like that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. why would you, you know, mm-hmm. be an employee, it's so much easier. Yeah. If you're going to be self-employed, I, I mean, I, I look at it this way is that I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not getting rich doing that. I don't, you know, I don't think no. that many of us what? are, right? I what? know. We were told at art school that we would make would a rich. killing. Yes. It would be <laughs> Bill Gates and me right there. You just know? like that. Yeah. Right. Chihuly, Picasso, right? That's how it goes. Yeah, not. Yeah. So, but I, I what I look at it as is I, I am buying my lifestyle. I'm mm-hmm. not making a lot of money, but I, I, ha, I am buying my own time. You know. Oh, that. I like that. That's you know? a great. way. I've never thought of that before. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you pay. You know, you you pay in in a way. It's not mm-hmm. a you know. There's there's not a money exchange, but you you are paying to have your own mm-hmm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. that's how I have to look at it. Yeah. You know? And and that was really part of the reason why we moved here too, is just, we wanted to have more time. It, yeah. it didn't work out that way, but <laughs> <laughs> really, you know, chalk a block, but yeah. I enjoy my time. You know, yes. that's the difference is that I enjoy yeah. the way I spend my time. Oh my gosh. You, you, I mean, you're the envy of everybody listening to this. So believe <laughs> me, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, okay, Rochelle, thank you so much for this conversation. You haven't had one sip of your mead because I've kept I, you talking. So have no. another sip of your mead because that can't go to waste. There. 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 Oh, no, don't, do not <laughs> I've been listening it. to you. I went through a half oh, a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, it was great to chat. I mean, yeah. next time we talk, it'll have to be more, you know, too. Well, I will come to Hornby Island when they open, when they lift all the restrictions. I will, that's, June, that's on June my bucket 15th. list. Yeah. June 15th. Yeah. June 15th. That's yes. the restrictions are, are, are lifted. Hopefully. Off, so. Yeah. Things are looking good. Things, things are, are looking good. Yeah. So how do people find you to talk about your website? What's your website? Yeah. My website is Rochelle Chinnery Porcelain. Okay. And um, they can find me on Instagram, Rochelle.Chinnery. If you can okay. believe that there's another Rochelle Chinnery out there, but there's no. Get out of town. Seriously. Oh. <laughs> okay but people need your instagram feed is so cool with all those really cool photographs yeah i'm glad you like it yeah i do i do i'll never think of seaweed the same way (laughs) i know right (laughs) i know it's just so shocking Okay. Well, thank you so much for this. This has just been fantastic. Just like, and I'm looking at you, you're sitting behind this huge window and outside your window are these skyscraper trees, pine trees that are just phenomenal and bright blue sky. Like what a paradise you live in. Oh my gosh. It's pretty Congratulations. It was a good choice to to live through that three years of, of wearing a hat in the winter inside your house it was it was worth it yeah yeah yeah, it sure was well thanks so much elaine it was was really great chatting with you and and to see you i know right right yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) i know just so everybody know because i'm only 110 pounds and i have no gray in my hair so that's all people need to know yeah me too yeah (laughs) 
have to thank Rochelle for that wonderful conversation about living on an island, creating pottery, her photography with seaweed, (laughs) and just the idea of being self-employed and making your living as a potter. And you can find her at Rochelle Shinnery, that's C-H-I-N-N-E-R-Y, porcelain.com. You can look her up on Instagram at at Rochelle.Chinnery. Or you can go to Hornby Island, BC and, and buy from her directly. I highly recommend it. Thanks very much for listening to another episode of Creatives Uncorked. Tell all your friends.